What's up, world? How we doing? How we living? Under novel perception, episode twenty-eight, brother from the same mother. Woo! We got some excitement in the air, right, brother? What happens when you take twenty-eight and you subtract eighteen? Ten. And what's ten go with right now, man? That the tenth LP of who? Kanye. Man, so that's coming out tomorrow. And then what's another great that has ten, but he calls it nine, and he's gonna retire at ten. Woo! The, my other go, uh, Quentin Tarantino. QT, right? QT, Because you could technically say that Kill Bill was two films, right? But oh. he counts it as one, so that's why he puts it as a nine, but it actually could be ten. But the whole point is, he counts it as nine, he's going to retire ten, but Kanye's going to beat him to it and drop the ten. Oh, can I wait, brother? I'm excited, more. man. Let's let's hit this, man. I want to get. I want to open up that, that big skull of yours and crack open that, that Kanye let's get feeling, it. that emotion. Let's get it, man. So, all right, so... The artwork. What do you think about the artwork? What was your initial thoughts? You know what? I'll let you drive on that because I only know somewhat some stuff because, I mean, obviously I'm not all crazy about the hype to it, but he's always been good at hyping it up. But prior, can you give me some background? Because I like the way you stated. How how was it of some years back when he was hyping up um, Beautiful Dark Twisted Fantasy? Was it like Good Fridays? What was he doing with that Kind of remind me. Oh, of that. that's right. Okay, so during the 2010 era, and I remember that's when I first got on uh, Twitter. So it was like during that year, and I started following Team Kanye daily. Okay. Like before they got like very popular, very mainstream. So they still follow me. I follow them. I remember I could have worked with them, but I didn't really step my foot forward. So I fucked up on that part. But anyways. That that's where that was like the number one source for Kanye West for me. Okay. Before me hearing about Reddit and West Sub ever stuff like that, right? So that's when Kanye West during that era would drop one song every Friday, leading up to that album, and he would call it Good Fridays. And it was a big hype around that, right? Like, Huge. and it was, and what what are some of the tracks he would drop at the he time? Dropped, he dropped the Power Remix. Okay. That's Power Remix. Had, like a big. Famous picture surfaced with it when you would see Kanye West, Kobe, and Mos Def. It was like a little Polaroid. Okay. And that and Swiss Beats because he like chopped up that beat. Okay. And like they would literally just be in the booth like Thursday night or Friday night and just work on a song for like five hours, master it, and then just drop it that night for Good Friday. Yeah, these are all like incredible legends that would just put shit together and drop it off that Friday. And these tracks that he dropped on Good Friday, they were, they were separate from the album they before were it dropped? Somewhere in the album. So he had oh, okay. Devil He had Devil in the New Dress. That okay. was one of the songs, one of my but favorites, without yeah. the Rick Ross verse. Gotcha. So a remix version of, or some alternate version of it. Yeah, and then you had your tracks that um, never came out. Like Christian Dior Denim Flow. Okay. Like that was one of that's one of his greatest tracks. Okay. That was part of it. You had Lord, 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 that track, I believe, with Mos Def. That's a hot one too. And then I believe uh, See You Soon or I can't think of the name, but it's a track with Beyonce when he says uh he has that line that line that says immature adult, insecure asshole. If okay. you fall on the concrete, that's, that's your asphalt. Ass See, and that's cool. It's all coming off the dome because I'm just hitting you up with this question. So he's, he's whether it's, obviously it has to be partly him and his team. 
they're masters at dropping like these little the build up to the big prize right so he yeah. did that for it's a beautiful dark to the swine of fantasy 11 years ago did he do that for yeezus or anything like that the build up before the album or no the thing that he did for yeezus was he had the new slaves Mm-hmm. Projector projected like That's he would have right. he would have like a person and then like an RV that would project his new slaves song in the video on right. a building. Got you. Okay. And then that was his promotion. So it just word of mouth would get get out. Like he he doesn't say anything. He hasn't even said one. That would just leading up to this. That would just post it like on Twitter or something, right? Where to go a or whatever may be. Like and the people on, show up in groves. People will show up like on KanyeWest.com. You would go on it and it would be like the whole world map. And like you would click on your state and it will show you the cities where they're going to show it. And then so now to fast forward to now to skip some other stuff. What's the stuff that he's he's been doing and dropping for this Donda album? That it's been up in the air for some time. Delaying it, pulling it, delaying it. But now we know what's a go because... The foot's on the pedal. Yeah. It's going 100 miles an hour on this, and the way things are dropping beautifully. So, what are the, some of the things that you've been seeing and catching that he's been dropping to promote this right now? Well, the buildup has been a lot because it was originally Yandi, mm. and then that got that was supposed to come out two years ago, I believe. Was it also Triple Graphic 16 or yeah, some idea one, of that? Some right, I, like that's how it started, okay. and then it turned into Yandi. And then it turned into all of that mm. in a bag. And then um lost my train of thought. But then what you said, you were talking some something about, before I hit you with a random question, They uh, you said they were dropping some artwork. What are you talking about? Like, I don't, I don't know what you're referencing. You said for this album, somebody in artwork was dropped earlier or something like that? Well, actually, with the promote, let me talk about the, the, okay, pro- cool. the, what, the what he's doing with this promotion, gotcha. which is really methodical, really smart, right? Yeah. So right now, he used the uh, Shakari Richardson. Okay. The the track star. Is that the one that was banned from the Olympics because of uh, marijuana? Yeah. Yeah, for the pharmaceuticals, right? Okay. And uh, he had a commercial with the Beats Dre headphones and with her. Yeah, and it pans from the bottom of pans. her legs and scroll up, right? Right. Okay. Okay. Yeah. And it's his song playing. Right. So it's it's like. Showing that, like, I, I'm doing it my way. Right. Like, she's doing it her way. Like, that's what I, what I f- connect that symbolism with. And it's connecting with someone that ha- that's being, that has kind of controversy in a sense. Like, oh, for sure, for sure. For that so that's, that's one of the teasers, right? But yeah, that yeah. promoting it that way. I saw one picture where, and we're going to kind of just jump around, I guess, because, you know, the excitement on it. Where he showed some gear, right? Like you're talking about, yes. like it shows pants, like a shirt or a jacket. But I see like a Nike thing. Yes. So a lot, so much of this is product placement too, because we know Nike's dropping some bills on this, right? Absolutely. Kind of like when LeBron was at what Game Six or Game Five. Oh, Did you see that tequila? Yeah, come on, man. Talk about product placement. I'm here placement. to support Chris Paul. Yeah, he has a product placement. He's got tequila drinking on the floor, right? I we know he got, we know he got paid millions for that to do that, right? Absolutely. So wait, but back to the. The music goat, right? Yes. So with this, okay, so that was another one. So when you mentioned some artwork, what were you talking about some artwork with what? Like Well the the cover. What was it? Like where the influence came from. Okay, so tell me describe it because I'm not sure if I'm so following. so um the cover of Donda. Did you see it? 
Oh, that, yeah, where it almost looks like a, like a blurred outside image of a figure and it's red, right? Yes. But wasn't that something sometime back when they were putting on it on a video game where you see people almost like ascending into heaven in red sometime back? That Connie did? Yeah. That, when he did that, that video was a game video kinda, game for his mom. Right. That wasn't, nah, that's different. But there's some visuals that look similar to it, or Could at least be. it's like some evolution from that, right? Could be. But so, that, okay. that is artwork from a very famous uh, sculptor okay. and painter from France. Who is it? Her name is uh, Louise Bourgeois. Okay. You're... You're probably not familiar with the name. No, not at all. But you're definitely familiar. But man, I am craving with her some sculpture. But now I'm definitely craving some croissants. <laughs> Hurry up with my damn croissants! <laughs> no, but at first, before I dive into that, yeah, like, I got up? initial 808 vibes from okay. the artwork. Okay. Because it's just like a flat color in the back with just red paint. Like it made me think about the 808s. How it's just flat, flat color in the back with a heart balloon that's red like okay it's just red artwork okay so that was my initial thoughts from it but anyways um this lady louise bardois she uh at the very young age of 21 she lost her mom and during that time she was studying uh, mathematics studying geometry and once her mother passed away from like a random illness she was like fuck it and i just and she just started painting and doing art Okay. So through the trauma that she went through from losing her mom at a young age, she started painting. Like some coping mechanism. Some coping mechanism. And that influenced the cover for Donda, which is named after his mother that passed away. And is she, is she like a, some famous artist or anything? Very famous artist. So, so she, she mentioned the sculpture. She does sculpting, painting. So what, what's some of the sculpting? Sculptures. That, what's some of the sculptures that she's made that are... I'm just going to tell you a name. Jake okay. Gyllenhaal. Jake Gyllenhaal. And I'm going to tell you a movie. Enemy. I love that and movie. And I'm going to tell you the ending. Oh, yeah. She did that? That's her. Well, she's not in the movie. But that's her sculpture. So, she, I mean, spoiler alert. So, so she's a spider? She sculpted that. <laughs> I was going to be, man, I'm blowing away. Man, she's a spider? But that's, that 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 was her So she influence. made that sculpt. But that was a... You know that man. That movie took my heart. I love that movie. It's dark yeah, and eerie. That's how I wanted to surprise you. And with a couple that. friends of mine hated it, uh, but it's bad. It's that thing is brilliant. So, okay, so she's been out for a minute. So then this, so some of this work is it fully her work that he's kind of been dropping like that image that's the, straight from her. That cover, that uh-huh. the artwork, that's his cover for Donda, and that's okay. from her. Okay, cool. But it's just a cropped version. It's not the full picture. I'll go ahead and show you the full. Well, that's the that's the thing about Kanye, right? Where he he takes, you know, it's like a mosaic, right? He takes things from other people as okay, yeah. So he takes things from other people, right? So he as all artists do, but when he does it, it's a new format of doing or he he actually shows you visuals of things, right? Yeah. And then those individuals have a connection with some part of his life like that. We have a similarity with the mom passed away, his yes. mom passed away, right? Now, the other pictures that I kind of want to talk about that he's been dropping with this marketing, there's one where he's showing his necklace 
And yes. And what are the names on it? He's got Donda North, which is his child. Um, he's got just Chicago. His, he's got one. Uh, yeah, the front is Donda, right? And then he's got all his kids. He's got Name Psalm, them okay. Saint North, Chicago. So he's got four kids. Yeah. Oh, okay, four kids, and they're all like on the necklace, right? And the one that looked really cool that I saw some people post, it was him sitting, like, crouching. And was it over? Is it some kind of, like... Something. Some kind of cylinder type of thing? Yeah, like, but that right there, everyone kept saying, like, oh, look, some Spider-Man vibes, this and that. That's where I think he's doing the mammon. And that's what that sculpture is called. Mm. That big spider. Oh, So I okay. kind of connect. Oh, that's just right. my theory on it. Okay, well, that's what makes it fun, man. It's speculative, but, right? Yeah, that's a famous spider. So she did that, right? She did that. It's in, the, it's in I believe, the south of France. Okay, so I France. have seen that. That is that's, that's pretty wild, man, because it's a huge spider. Oh, what's it made out of? And it's it's just cradled up, and it just looks like it's... It's made out of stainless steel, bronze, and marble. It's almost like covering like it's a home, right? Yeah. And you can't help but it evoke emotions from you immediately because a lot of us have fears of spiders, right? Which goes back to like remember people when they drop the iPhone the first time with those with those three different um, cameras in the back. Oh, Some people yeah, were saying they're yeah. like, "What the hell?" Because they reminded them of spiders, spider eyes, things like that. Oh, so yeah. you can't help but man, where are the roaches? How come roaches get no love? Man, I should make a sculpture about a huge roach, like a roach giving birth to a roach with a Papa machine roach. gun or something. Papa roach, man, fast color. my life. That's what, that's what I'm talking about. But the, uh, the, in regards to that, so, the, so that art piece, because obviously that looks way different from the spider and enemy, it, it influenced you, gets credit for that on enemy, or how, how did they connect that? How did you connect that with the enemy film? Well, they used it in enemy. That that's idea, so that idea from... Yeah, I'm, oh, I'm not okay. sure. I would have to revisit Enemy. I want to Did they now. show that image there in Enemy? Or, they, or just they similarities? Just, I think they just cropped that, the mammon onto the movie. Well, I know where they did it, where there was a spider walking over the city. Yeah, yeah, and that's, that's like what that. that was. And the director's fucking... I mean, Denise Villeneuve. You know, that guy's French. I love that there guy. There you go. There's a Dune, French dropping France. soon. Oh, he's doing Dune? Yeah, he oh, did, too. definitely Dune. revisiting Enemies, bro. Because oh, at first, it. I thought... Man, get it right. Enemy... Did he do the one with Jake Gyllenhaal and my boy Wolverine? Yes. That Prisoners. Movie, that movie's legit. Yeah, I man, he made Prisoners. He made... Um, that movie's amazing, bro. A great film that a lot of people flew under the radar before we jump into the kind, get more into the kind depth thing is the uh, Polytechnic. Polytechnic. It was early it. on, and it's about a shooter that goes into the college and starts shooting, but it's done in black oh, and white, shit, and it's pretty fucking intense, and wow. it's older, man. Uh, he did that, um, but he blew up a lot with Sicario, right? He blew up Ooh, a lot with Sicario. He didn't do part two, right? Nah, hell no, man. Come okay, on. good, because that was trash. Part one is amazing, Freaking bro. Ridiculous. Yeah, no one's in Sicario part two. Oh, I think Denise of the Toro did, right? It was horrible, a bit. Bro, I didn't want to see that Day of the Soldado or something. Yeah, dog. Was, but yeah, man. Me and my girl walked out. Like, uh. To me so far, my, my favorite of his, it, it probably is Enemy. And, but there is one that I am... It's escaping me right now that I know I love of his, but yeah, man. In Dune, dude, the Dune's gonna wipe everything out this year, bro. That's gonna even be the more, best film this year, even more than Pig with Nicolas Cage. That shit looks awesome. I gotta see the preview. No, nah, I'm just messing around, but that looks good. <laughs> that looks like like more like low, like low budget stuff like that. No, but that picture that you were yeah. talking about, that Kanye was like, right, that I gave like you covering over. I can see that now. What you're saying. If you look at it in the corner and you zoom in, you can see Travis Scott. 
Oh, okay. If that's Travis Scott, I'm assuming that's him. But I see that as a connect. I see what you're saying though, like the hovering, like it's almost like these little crumbs that are influenced yes. by other things. And unless you you know the rest of it, like you do, because you do a lot of your homework with Kanye and that, I could see that. Was there anything else that I'm missing that that he that he has dropped in an image of recently, or did we cover it all in terms of the teasers? For this album so now what i as well like i know you saw that picture he posted on instagram where he's performing in atlanta like no, i don't think he, so how he's just like well they just show like the top of the of the stadium oh, okay like no dome, i don't i don't like think so dome. so like what i think as well is like i remember uh he was building stuff over there where he lives and like he built it like 10 feet too high like these domes okay and I remember pictures came out from TMZ and a lot of oh, people call back. it Star Wars. Huh? Oh, he's about back he's building Star Wars. in Wyoming? I believe so. Oh, okay. Yeah. So I remember I they, yeah. made, they tore it down? Yes. So like I, remember, I forgot what interview it was that he did. I think it was the Nick Cannon one or the Joe Rogan one where, where he says that. He's he like, mentions it on the JRE for sure. Okay, the Joe Rogan one then when he says they took it down because my dome was 10 feet too high. And like... I connected that with the way he is as a person. Like, he doesn't let anyone box him in. He does things in his own own way. Like, he says, I'm going to drop this album, but you know what? It's not ready yet. I'm not, I'm going to get, like that, what they what he says on, on site. I'm going to give you what you need, not what you want. Well, I man, that's the thing that, 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 that is so, think what you want of him, right? You and I, obviously, the jury's out. We know how we feel about him. You know, the, the dude's brilliant. It's like, man, he... He goes by his own way, right? Yeah. I may not agree with some stuff that he does or whatever or perspective on things, but that's to be expected, right? Because yeah. I don't want to have to agree with someone in everything. Yeah, I want to be challenged, and I also want to have my views on things. But the fact that he, he's he got that F you money, right? Oh, he doesn't need yeah. he doesn't need other stuff. Like he can do whatever the hell he wants. Mm-hmm. He's true to his art. He pulls. He pull, He puts in whatever he wants to do. And that's what I find great about it. So in terms of that idea, and I know you could probably write a a 20,000 word essay on this. How is it that you, what does that make you feel when you see that someone could flex on someone like that? But not merely for the idea to flex, but just like, no, I don't, I'm just not ready. I'm going to take more time and do this or make it look different. What comes out of you when you, when you see that, like an artist like that that produces things so well, but does it at his own terms? It makes it makes me fucking want to work harder because he's not controlled by any narrative, any certain contract, any certain individual. Like some of us might have to go through on a day to day basis. Like, oh, I need to make sure I meet this. I need to make sure I deliver this. Right, right. I need to make sure I pay this rent. I need to make sure I pay that. He doesn't live by any of those standards. Like he's actually a philosopher free person. Like he he's a free man. And that's what I get most from it. And that, that's what I'm th- thriving towards every day to just get better like that. Like, you know, in, in the midst of going through a divorce, in the midst of like having rumors that um, I was dating this person, but now they, they're shining me. Like all of a sudden, all this type of news comes out, but I'm, I'm still me as a person. Like you can't defeat me. And how his perspective is just brilliant. Like how he says like, that's not a disability. This is a superpower. Make it your best friend. Just like the the, the power of now that he possesses, bro. He, what I get from. 
See, that's good, man, because you get a, you get a positive thing from it, right? And others that I'm sure you've talked or whatever, sometimes can take that and see it as a negative because I can't speak for others, but sometimes it's because they're they're so ingrained with trying to follow a certain rule book, right? Yeah. That it's almost like fearful when someone yeah. does it, like, what's that person doing? You know, or things like that. That's like, well, but what are they doing that's wrong to you? You may not agree with their art. You may not agree with what they're saying, but the spirit of it. How do you disagree yeah. with the how spirit you, of it? Thank you. Yeah, because how do you get, how do you feel repulsive like that? Right. right. Like like how he how he thinks so much with how the Yeezus tour, right? Right. It connected with Holy Mountain. Yes. And we love Holy Mountain. Chudrowski, baby. But like like how he doesn't box himself in as an individual. He goes right. to different countries. Like Jordi Wesley, where's he from? Chudrowski's uh, Chilean. Chilean, bro. Culture. And then he's got France. You know, like all over the world. He doesn't just stop at the United States. And he's bringing... He's the first person I feel in, in my era that brought art to hip-hop, bro. Like, the art is so influenced everywhere now in hip-hop. I mean, I wouldn't go that far in terms of saying the one of the first, but maybe probably the person that he he's always constantly, for some reason, he becomes a zeitgeist, right? And continually yeah. becomes in the zeitgeist, right? Yeah. Like, we're talking about, when you mention uh, the art thing here about him, prior to just the art, let's talk about, because music obviously is art, so I don't want to distinct the both, but to name it like music. From all his albums, he's always had artists that a lot of people had never heard about. Yeah, he'll get artists that are famous and big, or maybe they become famous and big after, but he'll go on there and he'll sprinkle a little something like, wait, who's this person? Where'd this person come from? Or like you, people take deep dives into breaking down all the different... All his lyrics, bro. Not only the lyrics, but the things that he samples, right? And where did this track come from? And it came from like some 1967 Jamaican record, right? Or something like that. A band from Hungary. Right. Or they're just like little bits and pieces that he plugs in. And people sit there and break and analyze that. A lot of people ain't doing that for... People ain't doing Like for Drake or something like that. You know what I mean? Like, but this guy, he, he's a, he wow. he captures a zeitgeist, right? Great. I saw some yeah. posts. I didn't do a fact check or anything, but just the fact that it's out there. What did they say? Like, he just dropped for uh, some tickets for a listening party for tomorrow at the Mercedes-Benz and it sold out or something like that? The stadium? He crashed. Nah, he crashed Ticketmaster, bro. Like, three times. But he gave away, like, over 5,000 tickets. And what like was a it lot of students. Is it just for the, a record, like his to release the album? It's just sonically. a listen. It's just a listening yes, to party. listen to it, and it's, he's not even gonna be there. He's just gonna drop the album. I so think he'll listen. be there, but he's not gonna perform. Yeah, it's just so people can listen just to, to the, listen, bro. As opposed to it was different for the um, was it Jesus where he just showed up and started playing and started DJing it, or was that for uh, what album was that for? So the that was the release party for the Life, Life of, of Pablo. Pablo. Life of Pablo. That's and what that's he the came thing out I was with forgetting. That's the thing I was forgetting. For that, aside from the, is that when he was doing a lot of the uh, the catwalk thing, the the modeling of his clothes, and that and that fell into the promotion of Life of Pablo. Or what are some of the promotions he did for that? He did he did do his Yeezus tour, his um his uh, Adidas season seasons okay. during that era. And it was coinciding with that. It was right? coinciding. So he was juggling with that. all that stuff at the same but like time. Him, he uh, did Madison Square Garden. Like he sold out yes. all of Madison Square Garden, and he was just with all his homies, Rick Ross, Diddy. Like it was right kind of like a party and just playing party the album, right? And playing the album. But leading up to it, 
I remember he had something that that he would do that said, if you guess the title of my album, you'll get free Yeezys. And he put the initials, T-L-O-P. And I, I remember the person that did guess it, did went, he did give him free Yeezys. Dang. I remember that promo that he did. But that concert itself, it gave me... Well, the pit, bro, when I went with my boy Danny, like, it gave me a... It's high school. High school party. High school house party vibes. And like, whoever was it... having a good time. Who was unfortunate enough to catch him on that tour there? How, how did he <coughs> set up that, that stage then for the life of Pablo? So, we were we were in the Las Vegas arena where the hockey team plays. I forget. The Knights? The team, yeah, the T-Mobile arena, it's called. And so, we were literally, like, right there where the rink is. So, if you had VIP tickets... Or, excuse me, pit tickets. Uh, you would be where the rink is. Got you. Or else you'd be like how we went. Yeah, it's not a seated LA. area. It's like general seated. admission. Exactly. Pit. Okay. And what he had is he would just have a stage that would hover around us. And it would go in sections. Mm. So everyone in the stadium would like get to kind of see him up close. And then like he would like look at the people like us in the pit and like. Like, bob his head with us, dance with us. It was visually pretty stunning, right? Because when I went, I wasn't in the pit, though. I think you were with me there, too, but you were yeah. in the seats. So it was like almost like a metal cube, right? Mm-hmm. A metal stage, I just said. And it's just elevated over the crowd by wires and it just moves around as he's performing, right? Yeah, man. That's that's pretty wild. But you said the one, I never got to go to this concert. I was my bad. But when they did the uh, Watch the Throne, wasn't yes. that pretty... Pretty revolution the way they designed the Dude, set the on that. the way they came out, I remember it got like pitch black. And then I remember like an American flag was like draped over. Like you could mm. see an American flag. Had farns were bailing in front of me. Okay. Mexican, we got to the, had better seats than Matt Kemp. Anyways, nice. the, I remember the music started awesome. playing. I think they started with Otis, bro. Oof. And it start, and it came up in cubes, like kind of like shark looking cute like a shark tank okay in a sense it would look like so they would hover from the ground up oh so, so they'll be coming Jay-Z up from the will ground come up from one stage behind you and then kanye will come up with the stage in front of you and they were like kind of facing each and other they were facing each other and then kanye would spit his verse and then jay would spit his nice. and that's how they would do that and then it would stop and then jay would do like a 20 minute set kanye would chill then kanye will come out and do his 20 minute set that sounds pretty And then they would just go back and forth like that, bro. And I saw that I just needed some background on this to get me excited even more so. So I don't want to look in the rearview mirror. So not to go look through the windshield, right? What are we saying about Don the Man? What's going to happen with this? What are you feeling? Tomorrow on Apple, right? Damn. 8 p.m. Eastern. Yeah. We're get, the album's going to be able to hear it. We're going to stream it. Yeah. So what are you thinking man what are you feeling so from from the narr- from the narrative that everyone's saying is this album is fucking amazing who's everyone like like everyone that f- fucks with Kanye everyone I have on my timeline mm. like everyone's hyping it up people that actually went to the event so artists that, premiered, are, artists that are part of the album artists that just... are part of the album and, and regular people that went because it premiered already at some church in Vegas church LV it's called I believe it was Sunday okay it was a random event and people already heard the album. Okay. And Kanye's back to cussing, they say. So you get your... But he had stopped? He he hasn't cussed since... I still haven't even heard Jesus. The Life of Pablo. I still haven't heard Jesus he King. He didn't cuss on that. I still haven't heard it. I have yeah. the album, I still haven't heard it. No, it's good. It's okay. really good, sonically, yeah. 
But nah, he don't he don't cuss in that. He don't like like spit like he usually spits. And okay. This one, I heard it's like three albums in one. Like how we always get like, man, Yeezys is kind of like late registration, 808s put together, and then MBDTF is kind of like Yeezys right. and this put together. You know what I'm saying? Yes. So that's what I'm hearing about Donda. Like it's it's a good mixture. Like you get your verses, you get your he uh pitches his voice sonically like kind of like 808 vibes okay so manipulates the sound and it echoes all through it the way he's singing through it yeah man well that's something i can't wait dude like um and aside from that he's been rocking masks lately right or for like a year or something like that where he, he's always wearing a mask or dude that goes back i think that's true because but what we were talking about earlier in the in the podcast about that person who he like went through like a divorce and that's what he's going through and he he hasn't spoken he hasn't said anything oh the thing you mentioned some time back okay and then now when you see him he's kind of just wearing masks all the time right that's how he's rocking now bro that's okay. his that's his mask um he was at the big three game with uh ice cube mm -hmm. courtside and he was rocking his his mask and okay. at the at the Bugs game, they didn't show him. I think it was with Dave Chappelle. Dang, you gotta be hot on that thing. You right? gotta be hot in that thing, unless he's got like an AC in there, AC unit. Maybe he's got some, some solar some, panels. Maybe he's got some breathing uh, techniques where he's just he breathes. He stays cool, goes, right? Bro. He's just like <laughs> that's that's insane, man. So man, I'm, I'm hooked and excited on the Mac. Can't wait, can't wait to hear it. And I think we'll we'll come back with uh, some info following, right? Unless there's something more you want to oh, say about yeah. this. Oh yeah, you know we could we could recap this next week. Hell yeah, man! So I'm For excited, sure, dude. Man. I can't wait. Uh, speaking of artists that just really weren't, you know, that that really just went to the beat of their own drummer, right? And that um, that just went their own way and were complete revolutionary, man. I just saw the film last last Thursday on the release was Roadrunner, man. Um, the film on Anthony Bourdain, rest in peace. Gr I gotta watch that, man. Man, it's a uh, mind blowing. Uh, I don't. I don't want to see that because it's not like. I mean, it's a. It's a documentary, right? And it's. It's already taken a lot of footage that's available, right? We're talking about tens and thousands of hours, right? Footage that a lot of people have seen based on you know parts unknown and um, no reservations, cook store, but the other stuff he saw when he was younger when they were following him around after he became a. At times, the New York Times bestseller, right? And uh, you know, Anthony Bourdain, you know, one of the greats. Where this documentary, what makes it good is the fact that you have so much footage, right? But not only that, that a lot of people that partake in it were people that are part of his crew, his film crew, oh, nice. people that were with him for over ten years, his first producers. So when you get to hear them talk about how he was the first time they went on the road with them. And then, like, and it's a married couple, and you you could tell that no one's sugarcoating anything, no one's sugarcoating. Oh, this was Anthony Bourdain. He would take the shirt off his back, no shit like that. You know, he'd be like, "Hey, man, he was difficult. He was brilliant. He cared about his people. He always was earnest. You know, be honest. He felt uncomfortable yeah. of being, you know, being celebrated. Things like that. He always had this hunger, and he was always just." moving around his addictions you know that's what they say about people like when you're addicted you know basically what it is you just transfer that addiction to something else 
right? Because he used to be addict to uh, uh, an addict to heroin. This is all information that was already known, pretty known prior to the pre prior to the movie. But one of the things that I took away from the film was how one of the producer ladies, one of the first, so he sold that book, right? And it became a New York Times bestseller. So they were one of the lady that has like production called them up without knowing. I was like, hey, this new book that you're gonna write, a cook's tour. Should we just want to? I will follow you around with a camera and go places. Are you okay with that? And he was very nonchalant, like, oh, yeah, wow. okay, okay. So her and her husband went, and they were just a small group. And she's like, man, this thing's gonna fucking fail Whoa, because because, because he was just he yeah because when they were out with him, he's like, <laughs> this guy doesn't well. communicate with us. Yeah. He's not good in the camera. Yeah. You know, he was all brand new to all this, right? And they weren't they didn't have like a narrative. He didn't want it to make it like. Oh, hi, I'm out here yeah. in the Himalayas. You know, it wasn't like that. So, but they said, but the time they were in the other country, it changed. They're like, damn, this guy's so charismatic. He's being himself. He makes people feel comfortable. He makes you feel like you're the only person in the room when he talks to you. And they said from there, it's like, man, this is going to take off. So, yeah, man, do yourself a favor and watch it. The Some of the backlash that I read a little bit on New York Times is that they used an AI like generated software to manipulate a few of his lines. Oh. Right. But I kept writing on like, why is the problem? He wrote those lines. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like they... Oh, so it's him. It's his words. But he may not have uttered them out loud or someone heard them. Or it's not recorded where he uttered them together. Uh, They put them together as he did it. I get it. But they're his words. You know what I mean? So it's like he wrote this, but now they put it together where it was his voice saying it. So I absolutely have no problem with that. But would it be in a sense where I, just hearing this for the first yeah. time, um, would it be kind of backlash because it's not what Anthony Bourdain really meant at that pivotal moment, or those words put together like it can manipulate? Like you know, I just think I just think people always have something to say. Something to say. You know, because it's like if so, I but it doesn't make them look bad. So if I wrote the lines yeah. to you on your birthday, you know, like I love you, brother, right? Mm-hmm. But we don't have a recording of me saying that to you. Oh, but I wrote it. that. And then you took an AI to take my voice to piece those words together. And I'll say, I love you, Raul. I love you, brother. You know, it's like, I did say those words. You know, and they just Got said it, it like that way. It's not like they said it in angry. You okay. know what I mean? I'm not going to ask what it is. Do you know what I mean? Like that? Well, I think, I don't know if they necessarily, the director said it, who it was, where okay. it was. He gave himself a shout out. Hey, follow me on. Right. So, uh, he's a, uh, go to at uh, filmmaker.com. All right. right. No, man, it's at... It's a beautiful film, man, and it definitely it takes some turns where you see you you do feel some sadness, and I don't want to get too much into it. I think you should just watch Roadrunner. it. I'll check it out, man. It gives you like the in depth look what it really is. Well, I mean, I got what I expected, cool, and they man. delivered because it was like, hey, I knew a lot already about him, and you know, it was intriguing, and then obviously his in the end of his life and all that, and some of the background, and they're not trying to blame anything or anyone for it, but the thing that I found was like the idea of like how the addiction just transfers which we already know that's why that's we see crazy. a lot of people yeah. that are like ex-druggies that become heavily Jesus freaks right true almost like they're addicted to that right because they have to use move that addiction somewhere else and everything's exactly. like Jesus this Jesus that yeah. pray for your lost soul <laughs> you know and they used to be like big old soul. right they used to be like big old like druggies or gangsters or something it's just yeah. transferring over and obviously 
If you come over the addiction to something good, good. But at times you do get that irking feeling like, man, no, just that addicted. Makes sense. You know, you're trying to yeah. keep them. You're trying to keep the beast at the door. Yeah. You know, so stuff like that, man. But I just want to throw that piece out there about about Roll Runner, man. And um, R.I.P. to Bourdain, man. No, that's your boy. I know you got a soft spot for him, man. Greatest man. It's the goat greatest, right man. Shout out to the three goats today, man. What you do this past weekend? How was your weekend, man? My weekend, it was chill. It's a couple aesthetic, man. Hot, right? It was hot. It was hot, man. But I was gonna, I was gonna tell you. Yeah, what's up? I'm gonna, I'm gonna play this for you. All right. Because I got. You play play this got, for us. I got a I got a bone to pick. for the pair of viewers that may be listening. What's I up? I got a bone to pick. All so, right. So tell me what your initial thoughts are. Okay. When you hear this. Obviously, a really tough loss. Devin, how frustrated are you uh, for Chris right now? Next, next question, please. All right. Okay, so set this up. What is this? So, this was after Game 5 ended of the NBA Finals, and the Bucks took a 3-2 lead. Okay. Right? Devin Booker, Chris Paul, they're in the podium. The person that's the interviewer asks, Hey, Devin. How frustrated are you for Chris Paul? And Chris Paul is sitting next to him. Right. And then Denver could just said, uh, next question. Next question. I feel indifferent about it. I don't get anything from it. You don't get anything from it? Because so like, we're talking about this is game five. The series is not over. This is 3-2. Yeah. Yeah, it's not yesterday's game. Game six with the Bucks won. Yeah. He's being asked this at a 3-2. I feel indifferent. I get nothing from them now. What about you? I there's something lurking in there with you. It bothers me. Oh, like so. it, bo- it bothers me that that Chris Paul didn't say anything. What do like you mean? That that irks me. Like he didn't he didn't control his narrative. You know, like like when I saw that, I was like, "There's no way the Bucks are gonna lose the next game, dude. This dude's done. They're defeated. Like, how how are you gonna let another man ask another man a question about you when you're in the same room?" That's what I see. I feel indifferent about it. I, That's think, why I, like, I think you're reading too much into it. But maybe you could help me understand more where you're coming from. What do you mean letting another man ask another man? Because you got really gender specific. Like, dude, you can let like, another man I feel like ask another man about me and I'm here? What are you talking about? I don't follow. Bro, like, how are you going <laughs> to let, like, like, these people make a living, like, writing about you. Correct. You're talking about the journalists, right? Yeah. Uh, in, the, in, the, in the meeting. Okay, in the post-conference. You know asking questions. Yes. Like, it's time to take the power back. Like, I'm, like, I want to give kudos to Kevin Durant because Kevin Durant bites back at people. Like, if okay. people want to talk shit, they want to say some dumb shit, mm-hmm. he's going to be like, what's up? What did you say? Like, nah, that's not true. Or this is true because he's controlling his narrative. Right. Where he's coming from. Right? Like, that reporter, bro, he's asking a gossip question. And, like, I feel like, why are you asking another man a question about me? I'm right here. Like, Chris Paul, you're the vet, bro. You right. want this championship. Right. Have a fire, bro. You could easily be like, hey, bro, I'm right here. Ask me. Be like, nah, it's cool, book. I'll answer that question. Why don't you direct it at me? It's for me, right? Like, I feel like that would have been like, damn, Paul, let's get it. We're going to kill these fo- Like, I don't know. That's just the way I'm I'm feeling. Right. I mean, I, and you're not wrong because that's how you feel about it. With me, I feel like. I, the way Devin Booker answered to me that that put a period on the question like next question like it's a st- dumb question yeah you know I wouldn't take it as a gossip question because 
he's asking them in front of them to find out about his because they do that a lot with positive stuff they'll be like hey yo Devin what you think about CP3's amazing performance today they do that all the time so now that they lost I get where it's a different side like hey how devastating do you feel about this which is you know like you're saying Devin Booker would be like I'm not devastating the series ain't over Right or something like that, but he's the next question. I'm not he's mad. He's also at young. No, but no, I'm cool with. Book. But you thought CP should have said something. CP fucked up. Yeah. Okay. That's well. where I feel like, but cool. You handled it perfectly. Like you didn't say anything at first. Right. You're quiet, and that's dope because you're giving room for Chris Paul to be like, hold up, that you asking a question about me? I'm right here. Right. Ask me if I'm frustrated. Why are you gonna ask someone else? How frustrated are you for this person? Because they want to see it through somebody else's eyes. But I see what you're saying. That's how you feel about it. Yeah. You know, if I was CP3 and they asked uh, someone, the person next to him about how they feel about me, I probably just cracked a joke or something. You know, I don't think I would have taken it like that. Because with that, you got to flow with it, man. To yeah. feel like you got to flow with that lightly. But then who knows after a loss? Because he had a bad game, that game five, right? Yeah. So that's what they were saying. Like, oh, how do you feel about him? Like, you know, so... But I get what you're saying. But you have a bone to pick with that one. That one hit you. It hit me, dude. Because I'm just tired of like, because I see it with Kanye. Like, like he says one thing, and, mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll take like 13 paragraphs that he says, and they'll make it into like half a sentence. You know, yeah, what I'm welcome, saying? To, the, welcome you... to the club, man. The world, man. That's how it is. But that's what I'm saying. It's a like, paraphrasing, taking out of context. Don't let people stuff. take it out of context. Right. That's why you have to read the whole thing. I mean, that's why you see. That's why there's a there's a term for it, clickbaiting, right? Yeah, man. Because they'll be like it. Like for example, they could be like, uh, if they ask Ronaldo, who's the greatest soccer player of all time, or something, then he'd be like, I am, and I don't think about Messi, right? But yeah. it, and it could be that's like he doesn't think about Messi. No, exactly. Right, but it could be a exactly. full sentence like, I feel like I am. And I don't think about Messi comparing him to me. I don't compare myself to him. You know, I just am my own person. You see what I'm saying? No, know, and they'll just funny. take that. And that's what it is. Like, clickbait, man. But that's why I'm like, it's time to take the power back, bro. Like, don't let him ask these dumb questions, bro. The, um, man, like, uh, I saw some posts today. Man, our boy, our, my godson's out there modeling, man. He's, oh, he's all straight up, like, his kicks. He's got, I mean, I don't care what the cowboy have. But, I mean, that's <laughs> that's your team, poor kid. But you know he's out there modeling, man. And yeah, then you're gonna man. make a little, uh, little foreign independent black and white film, Zeke and his paleta. Oh yeah, man. I need to. <laughs> we need to. We need to do like a directorial debut, man. We need to connect and and do something, man. Because I know you're a wicked with the with the old school VHS. Right. Because I remember like yeah, being we a just, kid. We just adapt to the digital, baby. I remember being a kid. Like you were to record me, and you like figured out how to do the black frame. Yeah, Remember? like the black fade out and all that other the stuff. The black fade out, and it'll go into the next scene. I'll be like, "How'd you do that shit? We need to make a movie, bro." <laughs> we got, we got to do something like that for sure, man. Like the um, this past weekend, though, I was at a it was a record store day drop number two, the second one for That's the year. Right. Yeah, and I owned my boy, and we got and this time the the uh, the method work where I told him, "Hey, man, this time let's just." Because you have the slots, 15-minute slots, right? You do it online. It was 9, 9.15, 9.30, 9.45, etc. All the way to 10.45, right? Last time, I got a little overzealous. And I was like, let's go for 9 a.m. Because he said it. So I was like, all right, let's do it. And then we didn't get until like 10, right? Okay, so this time, I was like, man, let's just jump to the second shift immediately. And we'll get it. Let's just do 9.30. Because everyone's going to try to jump 9, 9.15. Let's get 9.30, right? So we did. And we got it right away, 9.30. But there was less people there. So they let us go in with the 9.15 crowd. I got everything I wanted, man. So I'm stoked. You know, picked up some, some Rolling Stones, Willie Nelson. 
uh, a few other things, man. But then after my boy came home, we finally put together this some boring stuff, some dresser. Oh, took nice. a while well we did the frame because that we needed two people for but he got in there because he got a lot of experience like okay this goes here, 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 here. that's awesome so no, we knocked it out that part and then later on I did all the, the drawers and all that but then today I hear a big knock at my door boom 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 and I was like oh man is it is it my neighbor's boyfriend because I told her go pick up the dog shit that she, you left in the front yeah, oh, today yeah, yeah. right I and I opened the door I opened the door messing around it was like a UPS with two big pieces I'm like oh that's cool you can leave it there and I grabbed them and I dragged it in because I finally got a man. I've been getting so domesticated lately. Uh, I finally bought a uh, a big old piece so all my films could fit in there, man. Oh, because you know, already nice. had two film drawers. They're huge, but they're miscolored. So I finally got a big one. Oh, nice, man! So, so man, you're finally upgrading. So bro. you so you got a nice little imitation. I'm gonna put it together, baby, because it looks big. <laughs> so we got don't worry, man. The AC will be blasting. We'll put it together. Uh, but yeah, man, because I mean, I have what like, dude. I have Oh, as much movies as I have records if not more and it's yeah. like about time it looks a little nicer you, you know you just go digital bro how dare you <laughs> no I mean I'm all for all formats man I'm all like it's funny cause um, when I was hanging out with my boy a few a few weeks back I haven't seen him in a couple of years he was down here for his birthday so we were hanging at a at a mutual friend's house out in Venice and you know he's a big music dude this guy right he knows his shit Scott, we we did, we have distinctions with like the things that we like more now, which makes it better because, you know, he's more like a heavy metal kid, heavy metal and punk rock kid when he grew up. Mm-hmm. And he's originally from the OC, um, and I, I didn't grow up with heavy metal really because my parent, our parents were like, "That's devil's music," you know, mm-hmm. "That's the devil," yeah, right? And also when you see all the it's pictures the with the skulls <laughs> and the long hair, you know, Iron Maiden shit. So we never got into that, right? So, so I missed a lot of that. So. But we were talking about music, and I was like, man, I just bought all these records. He's like, oh, here we go. He's all, here we go, man. Records have nothing to do with the music. He's all, I love this conversation. But he probably thought I was going to get into, like, oh, this and that. But I was like, no. I was like, no, you're completely right, man. Music is just in the air, right? Or it's in a recorded device. It doesn't matter what format it's in. Whether it's digitized where you can't even see it or what's what's something tangible, record, tape, whatever. You know, right, the sound. But in terms of the spirit of the music, it doesn't matter what format I told them. But I was like, I grew up with records. I've had records in my life my whole whole life, you know, growing up. Mm -hmm. So it wasn't like, oh, let me just jump in and get it. If I didn't have records in my life, I probably wouldn't be buying any. You know, like the thing is that they were my they're my whole life and back before they were super super popular later when i was a kid you could afford to buy stuff for cheap you know you'd get yeah. a dollar bin record things like that i ran the 25 cents yeah right? and you used to be able to get yeah. stuff like that and consume music that way so i never stopped purchasing it so there's this loving connection with it also because it's like i like tangible things man that's why i still buy films that's why i buy thick big old books all that yeah. stuff man and but it was cool, man. So yeah, I got picked up some good stuff, and my boy did too. So, so, it was so when he told him that, was he like blown away? Like oh, this guy's legit. I barked he's up like, the wrong he's like, tree. He's like, <laughs> I scratched the wrong. And record. then I was like, man, that's why. I was like, man, that's why Italy beat England, motherfucker, because he likes England. Oh, good, bro. <laughs> Italy always loses. In, I mean, England always loses in the end, bro. He also he's part French, so uh, he hated when France lost. Um, and he loves to talk shit like with sports and stuff so we were going at it but aside from that man I can't wait for the drop tomorrow and how about you man got anything else you wanted to kick out that's it man can't wait and uh, 
My, That's a little man crying. And my birthday on Friday, baby. Oh, your birthday weekend. Yeah, nice, man. Yeah, we'll talk about on the way back, man. Love you, man. And I can't wait to hang with the kid. For sure, man. Uh, happy birthday. Happy early birthday. And uh, thank you, everybody. And donde está mi regalo? Donda, baby. Oh, yeah. Donda. <laughs> Donde está mi regalo, baby. <laughs> nice. I like that. Take it easy, everybody. Thank you. For, don't forget to like and subscribe on the Nile Perception. Peace. Love you, brother. Love you, too, man.